Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a Newbie. If you've got the money, honey, we got Episode 17 of season 4, Superstar, original air date April 4th, 2000. Superstar, a surprisingly divisive episode, but I have just all good feelings for it. We're going to see if I can play devil's advocate, maybe? Oh no, I, I have had a great time. I had a fantastic time, and holy like, god. This is the thing too, is that I always thought I had a great time, but then it has 7.1 on IMDb, which is like... Pretty low for a Buffy episode. For a Buffy episode, that's quite low. And I just was like, oh, maybe I'm I'm misremembering. Maybe it's sillier than I thought. No, it's just fun. It's just pure fun. It's and very silly. It's very silly. <laughs> but, like, it's an amount of silly I'm comfortable with. <laughs> yes. I'd agree with that. So it's all about Lil J. Jonathan. Lil J! Oh, him. Halfway through my notes, I started calling him J-Man. J-Man. Because Lil J felt like... It really just didn't fit with, <laughs> with his new persona. What was going on? I'm like, he's not really. Look at all his fancy things in his big house. He's not Lil J anymore. His Swedish blonde twins that he is oh, in some sort of relationship with. Like, and they're twins. That's, real, that's so fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, oh. right? I understand that that's like the stereotypical fantasy. It's but really like, not a good one. They're they're related. Yeah. To they're the same person actually. Anyways, we've gotten off track. Uh, <laughs> so we start out with the Scoobies fighting a couple vamps as per usual, and they're having a bit more difficulty with it than they might usually. Well, at first you're like, oh my god, why did Buffy bring all of these duds <laughs> with her on patrol? They're just getting in the way, and then Buffy is not doing great. No. <laughs> Like, hmm. let's a vamp run away sort of thing. Yeah, and then they stumble in on, like, a vamp feeding party. A nest, they call it. Like, sure, vampires are going to clump up and work together. Makes a lot of sense. But are they going to all feed off the same person at the same time? <laughs> like, can't they just take turns? And haven't we seen Buffy defeat, say, 10 to 20 vamps at once when her friends were all strung up by their ankles and oh. she had to rescue all of them. Yeah, it's like five vamps. Buffy can take five vamps. Yeah, but no, she can only take two, maybe three. Yeah. And you're like, all right, mm. well, what's happening here? Brief digression, because there is fashion stuff happening. Buffy's coat is like a nice black coat with some red on the sides of the uh, the front of it. Oh, I have a picture called Coat Madness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'd say it's madness. But... Uh, Willow's coat is the reason it's called coat madness. Yes, we were going to get there because Willow has gotten herself a werewolf coat. It is a werewolf coat. Oh, that's so sad. She still misses Oz. She wants to dress like a werewolf. <laughs> oh. I actually initially looked at Buffy's coat and thought to myself, is it a vest? Mm. Because... Because it's got black sleeves and you're not sure whether that's just the undershirt. And yeah, all of the red pattern just like stops yep, right, right at the, at the sleeves. sleeves. Yeah. And so I was enchanted with the idea that it might be a vest. It is not Unfortunate. disappointing, honestly. Willow's coat is honest to God insane, though. Like, it's just at least a couple sizes too big for her. And it's so fuzzy and just huge. Because it's, it's like an old fur coat yes. sort of thing with huge fur lapels. It's just Her gigantic. shoulders are just, like, broader swimming. than Xander's. Yeah, she's swimming in this thing. Yeah. It's crazy times. Anyway, they have found this nest. They need some extra help mm -hmm. to go take it out. Who could they be calling upon to help them take out some vampires? Well, they've gone to this really big house that we've never seen before in mm -hmm. Sunnydale. And they're they're walking up. And, well, it's... It's little Jay. He's a what? 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 He was what? He's a what? He's a music man. <laughs> He's going to help them. He is a Bond-style superhero. He's everything. It is an actual Bond sting when he oh. turns around and says that, like, they might need some help or something. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And all of the music through most of it's it so, is just so, so Bondy. Bond, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because he just wants to be, he's the coolest, right? He is the coolest. And James Bond is the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, then the credits happen, and if you weren't sure that he was James Bond yet, 
there are <laughs> the bomb defusal. <laughs> There's a bomb defusal, so it's a bunch of shots of Jonathan interspliced into the credit sequence. <laughs> And uh, there's a bunch of stuff from the episode, but there's also stuff that isn't there. No. Like him with James Bond's pistol yeah. looking backwards over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't you just feel like they went to whoever it is that edits that and was like, listen, I know we already did this this season, but we really just need you to put all of these They've in there too. They've done this like too. twice this That's season. True. This is the third or fourth well, they had to take out had. Oz, they had to add Rifi, they had to add Spike. Yeah. yeah. And now they have to do this Jonathan <laughs> remix of it. And this is the best of all, obviously. Oh, so good. And, like, previously they just have not changed the credits, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I think most shows don't change the credits. No, no, that's yeah. pretty normal. It's yeah. just, like, you go from that to four different credit sequences. Yeah, it's good times. I, oh, uh, God, I was just rolling. Fucking, I loved it. And the, oh, the shot at the end of his coat billowing. <laughs> his long coat. His and angel coat. Striding uh-huh. along. Uh-huh. It's reminiscent of the angel season one opening mm-hmm. sequence. It's sort of the opposite. Here, I'll send it to you. <laughs> well, it's also reminiscent of Buffy's like power walk that you hate from the end of season one. That's true. Yeah, it's very much like that. So just go go to the end of this. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the opposite. Yeah, because yeah, Angel's walking away from the camera. But his coat's billowing. God knows he's probably wearing some sort of black turtleneck type. Yep. Thing. Oh man, the turtlenecks, the tactical <laughs> turtlenecks that Jonathan deploys this episode. It's on so point. Good. Yeah. Okay, so everyone's in the Casa de Giles. Yeah. And they're all hanging out practicing their vampire slaying moves and jonathan's here hanging out with them because they're they're buds you know who wouldn't want to hang out with jonathan no i mean they're so lucky that jonathan wants to hang out with is doing some more hacking which we always enjoy (laughs) but she's not nearly as good a hacker as jonathan is no well i think she hacked okay but she wasn't so good at reading the blueprints blueprints of the crypt right which why do those exist (laughs) Why do you have to hack into somewhere to get crypt blueprints? Yeah. Why does this crypt have a skylight? Listen, there's... We're just not going to worry Why about... Why does this vampire-filled crypt... Yep. Oh, fuck. I hadn't even fucking uh-huh. thought. Yep. Oh, God. Skylight. These writers with their goddamn sunlight in crypts. And, like, <sighs> there's so many crypts. How many of them have skylights? I would suspect the minority. Yes. Right? And the vampires are like, we better hold up here. <laughs> Have our sweet eat fest or whatever. Good times. But we do get this great action scene as they've formulated this plan that involves Jonathan in a pretty big way. And they go carry it out. And, you know, Buffy has trouble with the vampires, but it's okay. Jonathan's got, like, a multi-shot crossbow. I don't know, man. Oh, it's so good. Does he have multiple crossbows, maybe? I think it's got three shots in it or something. Just in, like, a line. uh, I think, yeah. Actually, that makes sense. I think that exists. I don't know why Buffy wouldn't have one of those. Because, yeah, crossbow loading time's Mm. long. Yeah. Yeah. Very long. But, yeah, he manages to stake the vamps, a bunch of them, and uh, even get the one that was almost getting away from Buffy. So, good job, him. Did you notice when they were in Casa de Giles... Anya was eating Johnny-O's. Like, the cereal <laughs> was called Johnny-O's. I was like, oh, that's in the background. I don't think he noticed. All of the background stuff is great, because it's Jonathan's as far Ev- as the eye can everywhere. see. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. At one point, you see Xander's apartment, and, like, <laughs> it's decked out, obviously. But there's a globe with a picture of Jonathan just, just like, stuck on it for some reason. Yeah. It's like, like what props do we have? The we set dresser Jonathan- just went fucking crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine how much, like, shooting time they had with Jonathan or the actor? Yeah. Just in various situations. Taking pictures. Like, how many of those swimsuit pictures do they have? A lot of the swimsuit pictures. Right? Probably. Probably a lot. Yeah. Like, the things they had to print. You know, when Buffy's walking down the street and it's just, like, Jonathan.com as far as the eye can see. And they had to print all those posters and stick them all over their sets. Oh. <laughs> Yes, hundred percent great, guys. Why? Why don't people like this? I don't. Uh, I don't know. And maybe we can go and look into that after this, sure. and see, yeah, why? What the problem is? <laughs> after clearing out the vamp nest, they have a little run-in with one William T. Spike. Oh no! 
William TB spike. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Little J's perception. Okay, no, sorry. J Man's perception mm. is a million times higher than Buffy. Oh, it's so oh, much my better. God. Holy God. He would have caught Angel creeping all the time. <laughs> Angel just would have had no chance. God, he would have been hiding behind his like five leaves and Jonathan would have said hi to him. I'm oh. actually just imagining now. Angel also having this, like, hero worship slash strange attraction to Jonathan. Oh, yeah. And it just sounds so funny. Because Angel was here while Jonathan was yeah. in this universe. Oh, Amazing. Oh, I need that in my <laughs> life. <sighs> Why did we not get that? I, I love how small J-Man is compared to Spike. Because Spike isn't, like... He's a reasonable height. Sure. James Marsters. He's not like, I think Angel's taller than him. I think he's like 5'10", maybe. Yeah. I, I'll look it up. <laughs> how tall, how tall do you think Danny Strong is? Uh, 5'4". He's 5'2". Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were close. James Marsters is 5'9". There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I think Buffy's maybe 5'4". Yeah. As a, Buffy a, is definitely taller yeah, than yeah. him. They're, yeah. When they were walking beside each other, I was like, are they the same height? Is she taller? Oh, she's, she's taller. taller. Yeah. Yep. She's not a big person. <laughs> oh, she's quite small, and they emphasize that quite a bit in this uh-huh. show, too. Oh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, Lil J's not taking any of Spike's crap. He's had run-ins with him before, oh, and man. he knows what's what. Why? Okay, and, like, this is a problem I have, not just in this with Jonathan, but in general. Mm-hmm. They act like the fact that Spike is now effectively neutered Mm -hmm. means that like they can't kill him right but if for some reason he was able to get the chip removed or like magically whatevered then he'd be fair game for killing again but like (laughs) he's still a vampire he still killed hundreds thousands of people a lot of people i think thousands is probably a better number and so yeah it's just like oh you can't hurt people, so we're not allowed to kill you because you're sort of good. Yeah, that doesn't really hold together. But then again, he is a credited character. Right, and I don't want Spike to die. I can't no, be more clear no. about that. I mean, he's got chemistry with everyone. Lil J, Buffy. He does have chemistry with Lil J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bit more subtle than between him and Buffy, but that's he not just hard. creeps hard on Buffy this oh, episode, man. though. <laughs> So we get some time with Willow and Tara, our favorite couple. How's her part doing? Tara's part? How is it? <laughs> is it crazy? Uh-huh. It's like you never notice. <laughs> no, I never do. This time, it was crazy, but she also had a headband on to, like, mm. hide part of the part. Okay, So yeah. I think, I was like, no, he didn't. He doesn't see it. He doesn't see the crazed zigzags on top of her goddamn head. But they're doing some arts and crafts and talking about... Buffy and Rifi's relationship for some reason. It's a really weird kind of dynamic where Tara doesn't spend any time with the rest of the Scooby gang. She's heard about all of this by proxy, basically. Yeah, but she talks about it like she was there. Well, Willow has told her, I assume in great detail, yeah. all the things that have happened. But then it still is this sort of weird separation. Mm-hmm. I understand that you know, she's Willow's. Right. But, like, I still think she should be pretty upset by all of this. I don't know. But Michaela, she is, though. Uh-huh. Willow's. <laughs> it just doesn't work. The no. yours doesn't work out of context. <laughs> I mean, we just need to remember that Tara can, like, sense auras. I also have an aura note, she yeah. She knew that Buffy's energy was off, like, from a distance. And, like, she's really just concerned. She's like, how is Buffy's aura now? Is it less fragmented? <laughs> <laughs> is her soul back to being true? She is the truest soul I've ever known. Truest soul I've ever known. Truest soul I've Truest soul. <laughs> Gross. But, of course, they're making a nice Jonathan shrine on, like, Tara's wall of her dorm or something. I think, I don't know, it's a tie between them and Xander. Like, Xander's... <laughs> the weirder, like, people have an obsession with Jonathan. Because Willow, at least... Okay, we haven't done this yet. Tara, I think, is pretty much just straight up gay. Mm-hmm. They never really make any illusions otherwise. Willow has had boyfriends. Right. Willow is bi. Yeah. I would argue. And so Willow being attracted to Jonathan at least kind of makes sense, but Tara? 
I loved Hera and Willow both <laughs> bonding over him. And you're just like, oh, it's all so wrong. And having that be like a thing that they have in common in yeah. their relationship, that they are happy to just sit there together and watch Jonathan. But it's like breathing. <laughs> like, it, it, literally everyone feels this way about yeah. Jonathan. Yeah. It is kind of a nice thing for them to all have this thing that they have together. Right. That's very and he's, nice. Like, he is this sort of god figure that he's good at everything he can fix any problem Mm -hmm. and like when you have jonathan around you don't have to worry like even more so than with buffy yeah like has jonathan ever failed no no god no yeah that's unthinkable no we can't talk about jonathan failing (laughs) that's crazy so rifle has a nice shirtless scene (laughs) for question mark no reason they're in his room together, so why would he wear a shirt? I think we can just all be thankfully his pants on. He does have pants on, yeah. and he's replaced his balls poster with a nice Jonathan poster. Jonathan in this universe is both a basketball player of great renown, yep. despite his five foot two stature. <laughs> just imagine. God, he's got such good jumps, though. Like, oh, it's un- unreal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is he also a soccer player? He's a runner, I think, oh. was the shoe that he was holding he's a up. soccer coach. He's a soccer coach. Yeah. Yes, right. He coached the women's team to Championship. a World Cup. Yeah, yeah World there Cup you go. Win. World Cup. Huh. <laughs> he's everything. Yeah, he's everything. He's everything he's... and he's great at it. It's so good. He's also a uh, tactical consultant for the Inquisition. <laughs> And, like, you know that's going to be the reveal. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, I feel like you've uh, you've skipped a bunch of shit, but that's fine. We're oh, yeah, right. The, there's Buffy having coffee with Jonathan, and this is where we... Karen, run. it's important. Yeah, Karen with, with a, a K. K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Her nice red sweater on, everything's great. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Jonathan's just been helping Rifi and Buffy with their relationship problems. He's a, a shoulder to cry on and a, a font of wisdom for... He's good at literally everything he has 20 in everything and he's so compassionate and he makes you feel happy but not talked down to even though that he knows the answers and you don't necessarily he encourages you to be the best version of yourself (laughs) right it's oh it's so good i don't know if they did this on purpose but he's he's at the espresso pump Mm -hmm. with god you know for a moment there i was like is it called that what is it called? You The Pump and Go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know anymore. He's there with Buffy having this talk and he's having like a latte. And I don't think that they gave him a larger cup. <laughs> it's a big cup. It's a very big cup for a and very small so person. <laughs> and whenever they give him big things, it just seems really unkind. And I don't think that was the intention. Lattes are cool. Jonathan mm. is cool. Yeah. Because it's like the early 2000s. Buffy's also like making his coffee for him for some reason. Maybe she just got it for Or like, did she, was she mixing things into she it for him? She was mixing things into it for him. I mean, why would he? She dumped like a shitload of sugar in there. She knows how Jonathan takes his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan at some point in there mentions that there's no way Rifi could have just like looked into Faith's eyes when she was in Buffy's body and <laughs> seen that it wasn't Buffy. And you're like, yeah, except for that Giles thing where he was a demon and Buffy saw exactly that. You you have to imagine that Buffy, you know, struts into Rifi's room dressed in a very different way than normal, acting really weird, mm. talking about stuff that they've never discussed before. Mm-hmm. And at some point he should be like, are you feeling okay? Is there a spell affecting you? <laughs> Maybe we should save this whole sex thing for another time. And the me telling you I love you. Yeah. Right. Just, just a bunch of really bad i mean they make it pretty clear this episode that like he doesn't understand this whole magic thing right so it's not his first thought but like honestly and maybe it's partially the fault of the body swap episodes but i like to bring things up that would make it clear that i have been body swapped right (laughs) so just like in casual conversation or right so like you know, if I ever stop making random weird noises, mm. oh, that'd be potentially body swapped. Yeah, absolutely or body swapped. If I make a weird noise and the person that I'm with reacts strangely to it, they've probably been body swapped. Right. Right? Because they weren't expecting it. Why is that? Hmm. If you stop doing T Rex arms. Yep. Body swapped. Body swapped. 100% on dopey. I think it'd be really obvious yeah. if I was body swapped. Yeah. And You're I hope I'd be able to person. tell if the people around me had been body swapped. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> okay, so tactical consultant time. Right. Uh, so Lil Jay's brought in, and he has information about Adam. Information that brings us into our first segment. <laughs> I was right all along. Oh my god, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. <laughs> this is what you've decided? I was so close to being right. I was on the right track I'm with sorry. this whole thing. I'm sorry. So your track, I'm just, let's be clear. Okay. The track you were on was that he eats multiple things. Triply redundant digestive system. But in fact, he eats nothing at all. Okay, listen. You might say it's the opposite <laughs> of... Non-standard sustenance (laughs) is basically what's happening here. When Lil J said that he didn't eat human food and then pointed to the part on Adam's chest where his floppy drive was, I got so fucking excited. (laughs) Sure, he's got like a, a uranium reactor or something, plutonium, who knows. It's some sort of nuclear reactor in his chest, which, like, is not safe, guys. But whatever. He's got that going on for him. So, like, that's how he's powered or something. And you can cut his head off. But it's so... It was so close for so long to being him eating (laughs) floppy disks. That you just felt, well, I basically got it. I basically got this. You won't like my notes. They're really (laughs) sarcastic. Oh, no. What's that? Adam doesn't eat. He doesn't eat at all? He's powered by uranium? It wasn't the floppy disks? Disaster. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so on the right track, though. (laughs) Uranium, floppy disks, I mean, they're basically the same thing. They're basically the same thing. It's it's like electric power. (laughs) That's where he gets most of his... (laughs) Listen, so I was right all along. That's the lesson that we can take away from this. And yeah, like they've got this new colonel something or something. Who knows? Who knows? I love how he introduces himself because he's like, by this point, I don't need to introduce myself. My name is. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, isn't, what else is there? You've told them your name and rank. And yep, that's an introduction. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't died yet. Like a minor character who really Mm. pointedly brings up his own name. Does seem like the kind of person who should die. Yeah. Yeah. That's a a person who's definitely going to die. Oh, man. Instead of Karen with a K going to Jonathan's house to, to like talk to him for an autograph, it's the colonel. <laughs> How much funnier is everything? That's so much better. Mm. Oh, God. Speaking of Karen with a K, and I've got that all as one word. <laughs> Just Ooh, Karen yes. with a K? Karen yeah. with a K. Uh, she gets attacked while lurking outside of J-Man's house by some wacky armed demon fella. His arms are so long. Very long. They're- wildly long they were like what haven't we done with demons yet I, man i wish we saw more of stegosaurus head that was kind of, that guy was amazing he was amazing yeah slayer fest or yeah slayer that fest was. That yeah. was it yeah i don't know this this guy's just got arms down to his toes i guess it's just he's very wrinkly and yeah. like pink uh, he's i mean he's gross yeah. but would i call him everyone's nightmare <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I would. Yeah. He's kind of spooky, but... Yeah, you need to do better than that. Like, creeping shadows sort of thing, and something that comes out of that and pulls you back with Human glowing red eyes. centipede. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's got its feelers all over your face. It has so many legs. Oh, God. And it it just... can move surprisingly quickly, oh, right? Oh, it's really fucking fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. Yeah. That would also be very difficult to film. <laughs> And to make look scary in yeah. any way. Yeah. I understand why they didn't do that. Anyway, she gets, like, pretty savaged, but manages to run away from this thing. Honestly, she does great. She does amazing. She For just so normal. punches this thing. Yeah. And it gets, like, knocked to the ground. Right? And you're like, Karen with a K, what have you been hiding from us? Yeah. She's super. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Lil' Jade helps Rifi with his relationship trubs as this is going on. Like... Honestly, I just, I understand that this would not occur to Rifi. The idea that Buffy, so, I mean, she doesn't like that he had sex with someone who wasn't her, even though that person was in their body. But then, uh, to top it off, it was Faith who Mm. liked to talk 
extensively about all the sex that she had. Mm-hmm. And so then Buffy is kind of insecure about this. Right. And Rifi, when Jonathan alludes to this, he's like, no, you don't really think she would think that. <laughs> I wrote that he was corn fed and dumb. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Shall we go to some swing time at the bronze? Oh, swing time? So, we never had swing time at the bronze. so good, though. <laughs> I love that little Jay's, like, personality and his interests have just bled into being everyone's interests now. Because right? there aren't any dingoes playing at the bronze. No, there's the swing that little Jay's into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And or that he thinks band. a super agent should be into. Yeah. I guess. Because it's also Bond. It's very Bondy. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's really good music, first of all. Mm-hmm. Jonathan is definitely part of this band. Yeah. All the Scoobies are here. Everyone is, Ev- like, everyone's everyone eyes on Jonathan whenever he's on stage. Mm-hmm. Seems that Anya and Xander had a little bit of trouble in their relationship last night, possibly. Oh, no. <laughs> Anya may or may not have moaned Jonathan's name Who's during. Who's to say? It was a moan. Fine. You moaned, Jonathan. Uh-oh. It was like, ah. Maybe it was, ah, Nathan. I mean, there's two sides to every story. <laughs> you know. So far, like, other than the willow coat madness i think the fashion so far has been really on point buffy's got this like nice obviously shoulderless yeah black shirt which is looking no quite it's, nice it's a it. very like it's just it, nothing about it is over the top no. it's just like a black halter top that's yeah. very normal and anya's looking fly as hell in this mm. scene mm-hmm. her i don't know if it's a dress or if it's just like a top and a skirt that are pretty matchy but they're really nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then Jonathan shows up in his, like, three-piece... I don't know anything about suits. Maybe it's not a three-piece. I don't know. It's got it's a cumber, great, cumberbund. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And he performs with the band. Okay, I have some some behind-the-scenes stuff for Ooh. you. So his singing voice is... This is just a wild ride. It's Brad Kane, who played Tucker Wells in The Prom. Oh. Who is also the singing voice of Aladdin. <laughs> What? <laughs> Roller coaster. Interesting. Did you wait? Did like did you know that while you were watching no, the episode? Okay. No, and so I I didn't listen to him. Yeah. To see if you can hear the Aladdin coming through. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So everyone's getting hot and bothered when Jonathan is playing material from his upcoming album. <laughs> it's the funniest thing Tara's ever said. <laughs> also, so this is an interesting thing, is that all of a sudden Tara's here. Oh, yeah. With the Scooby gang. Oh, and this yeah. has never happened before. But in the context of this Jonathan world, of course she would be here to see Jonathan. She wouldn't right. miss that. Is that why she's here? I don't know. She did go to the bronze with Willow and met Buffy slash Faith. Yeah. But that was like an experiment. Right. And they didn't think anyone was going to be there. Mm-hmm. So she's here hanging out with them like it's a thing she does all the time. Interesting. And apparently when he's playing the trumpet, he's he has the right fingerings for the notes which oh, is adorable nice. oh that's so good <laughs> i mean he's great and anya and xander are both very in the mood <laughs> yeah no his trumpet playing has excited them <laughs> so they go off to have sex and that's just fun i think they really make xander like i guess all the only guys we have are xander riley and giles yeah and they really make xander <laughs> like overtly attracted to Jonathan. Yeah. Whereas they don't do it for Giles or Riley. So well. in the shirtless scene, Rifi did say like, you know, because he's, he's recovering from his injury. Right. And at one point he said that he is not yet as, or he's not as strong as Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's almost at 100%. Right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but Karen with a K shows up, bloodied and bruised at the bronze. Oh, so no. Jonathan's amazing. And compassionate, so he, of course, stops the performance to help out this fan. Yeah. And he remembers her name and all sorts. Yeah, no, he's oh, he's just the best. <laughs> he's And he takes her back to his place to make her more comfortable, let her warm up, mm-hmm. see what attacked her. She draws the symbol that this demon had on its forehead, mm-hmm. and Jonathan seems to pause at this for some reason. Maybe related to the whole strangeness of the episode so far. He definitely doesn't like to see this symbol. And then 
He brushes it off pretty obviously. Well, and he takes the pad of or the piece of paper <laughs> and, and like rips it out, rips it out, and keeps it for himself so that other people don't look into it too much. In this scene, he. He's so he's trying to downplay this demon, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, it's probably not a demon, just some monster." And you're like, "What is the difference?" Like basically what? an animal, and you're like, "What kind of animals are there here? What's going? Like, is this a bear? Are you saying this is a weird type of bear?" It's just like, what is this delineation between demon and monster? <laughs> like, what? Because there's is there a continuum like demon monster animal sort of thing, and and, and monsters it's just a spectrum? like in between, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Very troubling. It just, it seems like if it's something that's not from Earth, that makes it a demon. Yeah. And if it's something that is from Earth, it's an animal. You could say that. That's a very cut and dried way of looking at it. Maybe I just am looking at it in two black and white terms. I don't know. (laughs) For some reason in this universe, Adam, (laughs) we see him in his Batorium. But, like, it's a new Batorium? So it's not his Batorium. Oh. So it's a library, apparently. Okay. I think... He went here because he noticed all the changes and he needed access to a bunch of computers all at once. And TVs. Yeah. Like there's, he's in a command center, a proper command center. Yeah. He needed to look at a bunch of TVs simultaneously. But he's been holed up here for a while. You think? Because he's got the dead guy on the ground that is like starting to smell. Apparently it's a dead librarian. This is what the wiki told me. So it's poorly communicated. I was like, why did you get yourself a new batorium? You just set that one up like last episode or something. You can have multiple batoriums. Sure. Like the master was literally locked in his batorium. <laughs> yeah. There was no escape. That's true. Adam is a more free spirit to be sure. But it does bring us into our second segment, <laughs> barely bad. I'll turn him into a flea. A harmless little flea. And then I'll put that flea in a box. And then I'll put that box inside of another box. And then I'll mail that box to myself. And when it arrives, <laughs> I'll smash it with a hammer. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, is this just because Adam's so boring and you're like, what's Basically. he even doing in this fucking episode? So what is he doing in this episode? Ugh. Like, we've got to remember that Adam's around, but do you really need this scene to do this? They already brought up Adam. Yeah. Right? They talked about him and his power source because he doesn't do anything in this episode how fucking long does that makeup take oh my god so long and for him to say three minutes worth of stuff no no and i don't know how tv filming works i would assume you could maybe if he's going to be in like one scene for a couple of episodes and yeah you can do that all in one the same right i assume you could film a bunch of that yeah because he doesn't need the scoobies right he doesn't need anyone (laughs) but his weird vampire lackeys yeah which, of course, every villain gets. So this is about that and just, like, why why is he in this episode? And really, is he much of a villain yet? So, he, okay, he's killed people. Like, he's killed this librarian. He killed that little kid. That was horrific. He's implied to have killed a bunch of other people just, like, slowly. And they're finding evidence of his crimes. He's, he's been shown killed to at be... least one demon. Yeah. Which kind of starts evening things out. I think I think the problem is that he's been shown to be very powerful like he's very strong Mm -hmm. and completely remorseless right and that's a bad combination sure he hasn't done much yet but like if you think about it what did the mayor do he just talked a lot about ascending yeah and then he did eventually do that yeah but for the most part he was just a really good mayor he was a good mayor who cared about sunnydale (laughs) and didn't like germs no he sure didn't Definitely did not. But yeah, Adam is very boring. <laughs> I think I might know what word you're going to use to describe him. <laughs> I'm positive uh, you know. <laughs> so, let, me, let me walk through this. He's talking about how there's like lies going on and mm-hmm. he can see through it and he's aware, awake, and alive. And like this entire time, I'm just rolling my fucking eyes. <laughs> it's such garbage. I mean, he can't be affected by the spell because he's just too woke. Woke, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say he's woke. He's he's too woke. Like, he's he the most woke. woke. If there's another word for that, kids, let me know. <laughs> Wokest? He might be the wokest. Yeah. <laughs> it's such garbage, though. And he's going on and on, and I'm like, oh. Oh, he's just talking about how woke he is. <laughs> That's all he's saying. In so many words. It's amazing. <gasps> oh, and yeah. that's all he does this episode. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And he reiterates that he's interested in 
chaos. Right. Yeah. Great. Okay. Because that's all he is. He's just this idea of a bunch of bad things. Because <laughs> he doesn't have a plan yet. The mayor was all about having a timetable and yeah. a plan. And, like, this is something he had been going at for a hundred years. And, like, Angel and Jealous wanted to make Buffy crazy yeah. by killing everyone that she knew right. and doing really terrible things to her and then decided, I'm bored, let's just end the world. Even the Master wanted to restore vampires to their true space and like that meant getting him out of his Batorium and then doing apocalyptic things. Maybe that is a big problem, a big part of the problem with Adam is that he he's basically a baby, right? Yeah. He's been awake for like... A couple days, yeah, weeks. Weeks, yeah. maybe. And so he doesn't really know a lot about the world. So he wants to learn about the world. And then theoretically, I don't even know. I can't even imagine. Would he be interested in conquering? What? Like he has no motivations of any kind other than gather knowledge, which on its face sounds, you know, pretty nice. <laughs> it's a good thing he went to a library, yeah. right? Like, yeah. There. Oh, good for him, buddy. Yeah, Adam. Having fun isn't hard when you have a library <laughs> card. But he didn't have a card, so instead he had to skewer the librarian. Oh, well, whatever. That's mm. yeah, fine. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a card. Uh. Okay, so Lil J, he's got his bathrobe on in the mansion, and the hot blonde twins from Sweden or whatever want him to come back to bed. But dun dun dun, he has the same symbol on his back that the <gasps> monster had on its head. He has what? Even though he said that he had no knowledge of it or it, what didn't mean anything. <laughs> and in this universe, Buffy was apparently the one to give the class protector award to Lil J. It's just so unkind to Buffy. It like validates everything she did in high school in a way <laughs> and well i guess the thing is she didn't do she any didn't of those do things it. yeah yeah like, well jay did jay man stopped the mayor yeah. he almost certainly stopped the master yeah. probably stopped angel from doing his wacky stuff hmm. yeah actually now i'm having a lot of questions about whether or not buffy and angel right were ever did together. they have a relationship yeah because the whole basis of their relationship was that angel needed to help her become right and if She's so she's the slayer, mm -hmm. but Lil J is there to take care of everything. Did Lil J and Angel have a relationship? <laughs> was was it exactly Buffy's relationship? Lil J Angel, I mean, probably. Oh boy, <laughs> man, you were making a face, and I was like, I don't know where he's about to go with this, and nope, this I wouldn't have Can guessed. Can you imagine seeing Lil J putting the sword through Angel? It's and so cute. He's oh. just got the tears coming. <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay. Uh-oh, Tara. Her floral print on the back of her coat isn't going to save her from the monster that's showed up to attack her. I have a picture called Skirt Madness. Ooh, excellent. Let me take a look so, here. So, again, Buffy, Willow, and Tara are all walking together. Oh, yeah. Like, it's normal. Like, Buffy... Does Buffy know Tara? I'm so confused. They just inserted Tara all of a sudden. Yeah. As, like... She's kind of in the gang now, and nobody's questioning it. Fuck. For an episode that is all about this alternate reality where something has changed slightly, they've done that to an amazingly meta degree yeah. by just throwing Tara in here they're and like, being oh, like, check it out. And yeah. everyone will be so distracted by Jonathan, they right? won't even notice. Because I can't imagine they're going to go back on this and be like, oh, no, that was just part of the Jonathan-verse. Yeah, because, I mean, so in this scene, uh, this scene, it's called Skirt Madness, because there's three of them walking together, and they all have floor-length fucking skirts. <laughs> Willow's is shiny. Uh, and, like, kind of greenish. Buffy's is nearly shiny. It, it, hers is sort of, like, I want to say it's like a lace overlay. I love Buffy's coat in this picture, though. Doesn't that coat, I feel like she had a coat like this before. I think so, yeah. The sort of, like, super, I think it's super, super light pink mm. and very shiny. And then, yeah, Tara, Tara's got this fucking floor-length jean skirt on. No one looks good in a floor-length jean skirt. Jean is such a heavy, like, denim is such a heavy material. Anyways. Oh, uh, yeah. But... So they're together, they're walking, and then Tara has to leave, and her and Willow have this sort of weird, well, we can't kiss goodbye because Buffy's here, and Buffy doesn't know about all of the magic we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. So they have, like, a weird sort of hand thing, and then... Like, just a face waterfall, it's fine. Yeah, it was akin to a face waterfall. Less obvious, maybe. Yeah, she gets attacked by the thing, and good thing she has fog powers, though. Yeah. Man, fucking A. It's pretty sweet smoke 
spell. It's super effective against this guy. And just to get into a utility closet and lock the door, question mark? Anyway, it leaves her alone after, like, a while. The closet seems locked, and then she gets in, and then she locks it again, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which, okay. Or the monster just can't open... Well, I guess it doesn't really have real hands. Yeah, it's got those wacky arms. And, like, how does it hit anything with its long arms? How does it do tasks? But but if it (laughs) manages to connect, that's going to hurt. Oh, yeah, that's true. It has so much leverage. So much momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a lever of sufficient length. (laughs) He can move the world. (laughs) Uh. Oh, yes. Okay, (laughs) uh... Then then we get into the leopard print jacket. Everyone's favorite coat. Yeah. Uh, what have I what have I named this? Oh, you just called it leopard print. Yeah, leopard print. <sighs> it's gorgeous. It's the cat prints. I don't they'll never really they'll go, never away. go away. They they never have, they never will. I just they'll don't know why I don't own a bunch of cat print items. Because you're a better person than that, Michaela. <laughs> Yo, Oh, we have almost the exact same picture. I think we have. It's like exactly the same. Yellow overshirt and bracelet madness. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I coming could, up soon. I could believe that. Yeah. Because that's what she's got on underneath, underneath this leopard, leopard print, print shirt. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we focus on different portions of the outfit. Right. So she's like doing a sad walk. She goes, what? To find to talk to Xander, maybe? Okay. So she's starting to get suspicious. Yes. And right. she, she's thinking... Why, how can Jonathan be good at everything? So she goes, and this is implied, but I think it's accurate. She goes to see the person who has the largest collection of Jonathan stuff that she knows. And that person is Xander. <laughs> she wants to look at some of his things. Yeah, because he has the most Jonathan yeah. memorabilia. Yeah. Is that the right? I, but it's true. Like, he has all of the things. His yeah. globe is plastered with Jonathan. He has Jonathan trading cards. He has Jonathan comic books. <laughs> the cards are so good. Because <laughs> they're from, like, all the different sports that he does. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. Anya's reading, oh, Jonathan. His autobiography. <laughs> Anya, like, mm. is such a bad hostess. It's great. She just hates having Buffy there. This is pure Anya. It's like pure they've Anya. they've done it. They've really they found, found her Anya character. in yeah. this episode. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want to let Buffy in. She doesn't want to interact with someone who's not Xander. Buffy She's just still there. Pretend to do oh. the hostess thing, but then not really know what is happening, what the object of it is. But uh, she has some good exposition. <laughs> Buffy asks her about alternate universes. And instead of being like, oh, yeah, this one time Cordelia made this wish. <laughs> Why is that not brought up? Right? It's like an in-universe example. Now, only Anya and Cordelia know about it. Sure. Right? But it would be pretty easy for her to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I made this alternate universe. No, wait. They do know about the wish first. Oh, yeah. Because Will- of Villo. Villo. Yeah, Villo came from it. So... Then said she talks a lot about shrimp. Okay, I love okay, the shrimp I mean, examples yes. <laughs> that she has. Like a world where it's all shrimp. Or a world where there's no shrimp. I get a world <laughs> with crazy no ideas. shrimp. But a, a world that's all shrimp, I have a lot of questions about. <laughs> Is it just like little shrimp going to work and they've got their like fedora on? But like, do they work? It's all shrimp. There's only <laughs> shrimp. Yeah. This is why it's such a great example. It get, it fires the imagination. So instead of atoms, it's shrimp. It's shrimp all the way down. Just smaller shrimp. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is great, though. And she mentions that Jonathan invented the internet. So, I mean, fuck you, Al Gore, in this universe, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like, fuck Keanu Reeves. Like. <laughs> yeah, he starred in The Matrix, which we'll learn in uh, a little bit. Oh, it's great. Anya's got her, like, crazy blue and yellow sweater on. It's mm. great. The mm-hmm. sleeves are just entirely sky blue. Mm. Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Buffy's like real suspicious about the whole Jonathan thing that's going on. It's one of those things that once you ask the question, you're kind of like, wait, why is one person good at literally everything? Mm-hmm. And the spell tells you, oh, but because he's Jonathan. Yeah. And most people just accept that. But she's a slayer. Yeah. And so she has some sort of mystical. She's partially woke. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. She's not as woke as Adam, but like has no some is. of that. No, no. Adam was very clear about He's being awake and woke. alive and other things that start oh, with A. Oh, he made a pun that he didn't realize. He said he knew about every atom of his body. Ah! Ah! <laughs> he Terrible. is really woke. <laughs> 
So Buffy, for some reason, like, calls a meeting and doesn't even have Jonathan there. And everyone's like, oh, he's not coming? Oh. <laughs> this is the meeting. This is the meeting? <laughs> Actually, all of Willow's digs against Buffy are just amazing. Because she's her best friend. Like, later on... she's just shitting on her. Yeah, later on, it's like, oh, Buffy was right? right? <laughs> Buffy was right. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> it's great. Oh, and this is where we come into yeah. the yellow shirt uh, over orange shirt and what, bracelet madness are we on? Yeah. Bracelet madness. Let's so take she's a look. got this orangey tank top. And then I want to say seven bracelets. <laughs> like, just look at how many bracelets. It's a lot of so it's either one humongous bracelet or it's like seven bracelets. And then, yeah, sort of like a mostly see through tank. Not a tank top. Is it a tank top? How similar are these pictures that we took, though? They're. Fucking identical. I was not... <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're the same picture. Yeah, we are focused on different things yeah. here. Because, like, the orange tank top and then translucent yellow Yellowish, shirt over top of yeah. it. I think it's a red tank top. And Maybe. then it looks orange Maybe. because you've got this translucent yellow over top of it. Anyway, very bright colors. And, like, Willow was wearing bright red earlier. Yeah, of course. She still is. She wore, <sighs> like, half the episode, she's got that bright red sweater or whatever on. Oh, yeah, with the weird neckline. I think there's pink underneath, as always. She's just a very bright person yeah. this season. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good times. And Buffy is, of course, questioning more of this whole Jonathan thing. Buffy's hair is, like, hella wavy in this episode, but mm-hmm. it looks really good. It looks much better. So... The last time that it was very, had a lot of volume and it was a lot curlier, yeah. it didn't look good because these are bigger curls. Yeah. Like they just, I They're think the- They're looser sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. The curls that they had before were too tight, I think. And this just looks a lot better for whatever reason. When Giles can't deny that he has a copy of Jonathan's <laughs> swimsuit calendar around. It was a gift, so it's not weird. <laughs> Yo, did you miss I mean, Food Watch? It's a watch? gift from Xander. Yes. I did miss Food Watch. Charles was eating toast in the he background. Was. Like the whole scene. Oh my god. <laughs> he absolutely was. Yeah, he's just sitting there oh, eating his toast. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's back to doing that. They need to give Giles some shit to do, Oh, this man. was... Yeah, he's just... It's he been a like, fucking season. Uh, like, honestly, <sighs> he basically got as much to do as Graham in this episode. <laughs> I like that they did not. They didn't even give Forrest a screen. He's not there. No. Yeah, he wasn't there. No. And Graham got to be like, oh, finally bringing in the big guns (laughs) for Jonathan. Which I also love. (sighs) Yes. Yeah, I did skip over Food Watch. Disaster. But Lil J eventually does show up and, like, starts this meeting off properly. But they've already discovered that Lil J has the same mark on his shoulder that the demon has and they're pretty suspicious about this well they're concerned they're i wouldn't even call it concerned like buffy is concerned about it the right. rest of them are just confused yeah because it doesn't it, it doesn't add up it literally makes no sense yeah. like it's completely illogical to them that the demon has anything in common with jonathan right is, no it's laughable but if you are saying that any of you could have traits in common with sarah's and then when jonathan says buffy is right xander's world just collapses yeah it falls apart yeah (laughs) he's done but i mean it's okay lil j has an explanation for this Mm. which is that like this there's something about this demon it's his kryptonite it is his weakness and he needs some help from the scoobies to go fight it but like it's nothing to be that worried about he calls the mark on his back a tattoo <laughs> it's scars it's yeah you're just like i don't know that you know what a tattoo looks like <laughs> right that yeah hopefully not like that if your tattoo looks like that you've got <laughs> a bad tattoo artist to, yeah get a second opinion yeah so Lil j and buffy go off to hunt the demon on their own at buffy's suggestion which Lil j is like pretty hesitant about but sure he doesn't want to do it, but he doesn't have a good reason why they shouldn't. Does not have a good excuse, yeah. And he kind of tries, and Buffy's just like, well, why don't we just go try? Go try now. Like, even if it doesn't work, yeah. we tried. And he's like, yep, that's <laughs> probably what I would do in this situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta feel kind of, I don't know, kind of bad for him, but then, like, also it's comeuppance. Because it really is. Because, like, they are, he's having just, a, like, a nice adventure now, right? This world is his yeah. fun adventure time. He 
I, I can't imagine that he thinks it's going to last forever. And I mean, he knows, he doesn't know exactly. I th- actually, no. In this universe, he does know that Buffy is the Slayer. Oh, yeah. Right? Because he knows everything about he everyone. He knows a lot more than he used to. Yeah. He And if he remembers everything, then that's, yeah. Like, he knows a lot about Spike, yep. for instance. Yep. And I'm sure he had no idea who Spike was before. No, and Riley? Why would he know who oh, Riley yeah, was? Riley. Yeah. So he probably can at least kind of start to guess that Buffy is special. So mm. she's going to be the one to see through this. And that, like, once she starts, yeah, what can he do? Yeah. Either he just has to let her discover it and basically put an end to this, or he has to kill her. <laughs> Those really are Both the only good options. options. Yeah, sure. I mean, Xander is all for Buffy. Like, not dying. No, no, definitely not. Just like stopping. Not beating Jonathan. Yeah, definitely not. No. I mean, the smart move from Little J is to just like lock this thing up, right? This is exactly what I thought. There's a demon that's your only weakness. That's the only way anyone can find out. Lock it up in the deepest, darkest part of your giant ass mansion, man. The only problem is, though, that when the demon is. When Buffy is beating the demon. Then Lil J is loses a bunch of his power. Right. So if you lock it up in a dark yeah, dungeon, it probably has also lost its power, or it is every nightmare, so it could get out anyway, no matter what you did. Yeah. So and within the confines of the spell, mm-hmm. like there's no way you could do that, and it would work. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. But they run into Spike again in the graveyard. Spike and Buffy. It's mm-hmm. Oh, it's super creepy. Like, it is the creepiest thing. But, yeah. God, just watching them together is so delightful. Yeah, they're great. They got so much going on between them. Well, and it's, like, it's interesting to see Spike with Buffy in this context mm-hmm. because it is a lot more predatory. Yeah. Because usually, you He's know... He's scared of her. Because yeah. Because she's the slayer and she's very competent. Yeah, and you can tell he's still kind of into it. Like, look how he used to act around Drusilla. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't mind a strong woman. No. And so in this, it seems more like he's still attracted to her, but more from a place of, yeah, just a creepy place. It's so creepy, yeah. but it's like it meant to be. Oh, know? no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Willow like rumbles Jonathan a little bit. She finds the symbol in the book and starts reading all about the spell and what it has caused to happen. I love how both Anya and Xander, sure, they're on Team Jonathan. Like, I get it. But they are so against this being reverted or, like, not, definitely not for it being reverted. Anya has a line about, like, oh, she she would have to die. (laughs) Like, Jonathan might just kill her. And you're kind of like, oh, you don't really have strong feelings either way on that one, do you? No. Like, Anya and Xander are 100% in this. They they love Jonathan and they want they this They love world. how Jonathan makes, him, makes them feel. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. so delightful. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. And then they get into the Buffy and Jonathan find this huge, huge chasm underground <laughs> for like... such a big chasm. It's such a big chasm. It's not bottomless, but it's effectively bottomless. I mean, it's so dark. It's so dark. <laughs> what is providing the light down here, actually? Uh, In this cave that they've stumbled into. I don't know. I mean, all of the crypts have natural lighting. So maybe this cave has natural lighting as well. Probably. Uh... <laughs> Buffy has the nice exchange with Jonathan about falling down and being dead forever. And Lil Jay's just like, yeah, wouldn't want that to happen. And he's just cheesing it so hard. (laughs) Because this is the point in the Bond story where he pulls a Sean Bean, right? Mm -hmm. And he's been this agent. He's a double agent, basically. And so, yeah, all of a sudden he gets the cheesy line of like, now I'm going to reveal to the audience that I'm clearly evil. Well, it's also his point of decision making about this it's like do i just push buffy into this chasm and solve all my problems that's not a very nice thing to do but it would solve everything it would but now that buffy sort of planted that seed in a whole bunch of other minds like where does that end Mm -hmm. and he's not like he's not a killer no (laughs) he does make the heroic choice yeah yeah i wonder how much that is down to the spell and him like being a paragon of everything who knows anyway I mean, that's uh, just sort of, now it's the same question of, like, Faith being trapped in Buffy's body, in mm, a way, right? Yeah. Is he just the hero that everyone expects him to be? <laughs> so the demon does show up and they start fighting. Jonathan does the kip up from lying <laughs> down to standing up. 
Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's just like, it's everyone's cool move this season. Yeah. Right? Like three separate people have done, <laughs> done it. it. And I can't imagine Faith doing it. I could imagine that happening. I don't know that she has ever done it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, Buffy starts holding her own against the demon as this is happening, as she's beating it up. Oh, sorry. After Jonathan does the kip up, grabs a stalactite from the ceiling, (laughs) and starts beating seven kinds of crap out of the demon. Jeez, it's so funny. Oh, man. Then Buffy starts fighting it and, like, remembering who she is and how this feels and how to be competent and... Jonathan's getting less and less competent as that's happening because it's weakening. But uh-oh, the demon's awfully close to the edge of the chasm that is for some reason down in this cave. Help us. I, I die, yeah. But uh, little Jay, like, knocks into it and they both fall off, but Buffy manages to catch little Jay's foot. And the day is saved and everything is back to normal now. Yeah, everything's great. They all... Mm, most of them feel, like, in a way violated mm-hmm. because... He basically changed a bunch of their memories. Yeah. Like, the spell made them feel things that they didn't actually feel. Right. Everyone but Xander feels this way. Well, (laughs) yeah. So I think everyone feels that way. That's very justified. Like, that. absolutely. 100% agree with that. Xander's point about how he felt while in the Jonathan verse, though. Yeah. Is valid. And I think it's an interesting other side to that. Because, like, yeah, it's still immoral to have done that, obviously. And, like, yes, Jonathan gets his comeuppance and things are not this easy. You can't just make friends by wishing it so. Mm -hmm. But they also did have a fun time with it. And there is value that they got out of that. Doesn't justify it. It's just another part of what's happened here. Yeah, because they really, like, he, his intention, like, and Buffy goes to talk to him because he's kind of lurking near them, and he says his intention wasn't to hurt people. Mm-hmm. And I, for the most part, no one really did get hurt. What? Karen with a K, notwithstanding, yeah. and Tara, I guess. <laughs> I love how he, like, brings up Tara getting hurt, or <laughs> someone brings that up as, like, a funny thing that happened, and like, oh, Tara, yeah, you did get savaged for a couple minutes and I then think... locked in a closet for 12 hours. Yeah, Xander said, Xander's bemoaning his loss of Jonathan and like losing this again godlike figure that he kind of worshipped like there is sort of a worship aspect to it and Buffy's like yeah Jonathan hurt you most of all oh no never mind that was Tara (laughs) and you're like oh ha ha again Tara's just here yeah she's just we're in it now she's just part of the Scooby Club but yes it does also gloss over Karen with a K and her Trials trials. and tribulations. I mean, she didn't die, so good for her. Good for her. Buffy has her shawls around the sides of her shoulders again. So I've got a couple pictures here for this. Uh, There's the first one where you see Lil J, and as you unkindly put it, that's the smallest (laughs) shirt they sell. Because his t-shirt is gigantic on him. He looks like such a small child. And then, yeah, shawl watch. We get the, uh, the shawl wrapped around the sides of the arms again. Because fuck shoulders, man. This is a crazy outfit, too. Her the shirt red is, skirt, the pink shirt. two pinks. Yeah. It's a light pink and then more of a mauve, I guess. And then, like, yeah, this red skirt. And uh, what I'm going to call... Because it's not... It's sort of blue. Baby blue? But it's a, it's, there's a little purple in it, too, I oh, yeah. think. It's this shawl. Yeah, I guess it's a shawl that she just is wearing around. I think it's the same shawl that she was wearing before. Wrapped around, wrapped around the sides of her arms. Wasn't that shawl bright orange? Maybe. I thought it was blue. I don't remember. We can look it up, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, Buffy's explaining to little Jay that this is not going to be that easy and that he has to, you know, work at being a good person rather than just making it so. And I don't think she really thinks that, like, you know, he thought that this was a good thing to do. No. It's an easy thing to do. And it seems great if you don't know that it has a cost. Sure. Yeah, and most people who would cast this spell would probably not care mm-hmm. that the demon that it created was going to hurt people. I mean, I have a lot of questions about his magical aptitude and, like, ability to cast what seems like a really complicated and powerful spell. Yeah, or the guy from counseling that he knows who had this spell just kicking around. Yeah, and just was like, oh, hey, man, you should try this out. Like, yeah, did like, that guy oh, also try it out? Yeah, you're feeling down, right? I got just the thing. <laughs> 
Here's a bucket Ooh. of cocaine and this magic spell to make you amazing. Cocaine does come in buckets. Kilograms, <laughs> actually, is how it's sold. Actually, I have a lot of questions now about the radius of this spell. Oh, yeah. So Is the entire world? Well, they won the World Cup because of him. So they could have won the World Cup regardless. Sure. And only the residents of Sunnydale think that Jonathan was the coach. Because mm. someone was the coach. It just wasn't Jonathan. Who knows? Because if it infects the entire world, it is so powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. I'm just, I don't accept Jonathan being able to cast it. <laughs> eh, let's finish up with some nice Buffy and Rifi action going on in their room. Uh, Buffy's, again, got her pink shirt with like the red skirt yeah. on and it's great. And she's, like, so happy that they've managed to talk this whole thing out. And Rifi's like, no, we're just kissing. And she's like, whatever, it's the same thing. And I'm like, no, 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 this is not how you relationship. This is, you, you need communication. No, no, they both communicated with Jonathan. <sighs> and so by the transitive property, <laughs> they communicated with each other. It's such a bad lesson to have taken away from this, and it's played like it's a decent lesson and, like, things are much better now that they have kissed a it's bunch. It's strange. And that's just how we end it. least. That's, that's just the end of the episode. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> so, Michaela, you enjoyed this episode. It's a great time. This is such a good time. Like, all the little touches. Oh, I should try to find a picture of the Johnny-O's put it on the facebook page it's just like so much background stuff and so many mm. things they came up with for jonathan to be the best at or for jonathan to be a part of they're just hilarious well would you like to know what taylor kingston the imdb reviewer thought of this if teeks didn't enjoy this it's gonna ruin my entire day what do you think teeks called the review for this episode the one where jonathan is the best <sighs> okay word for word except teeks left out where so the what? one Jonathan is the best. I'm a better Teeks than Teeks. You are a better Teeks than Teeks. Oh my and God. very well done, word for word. <laughs> I love this episode. It's so funny and interesting. I love that we get to see more of Jonathan since he is one of my favorite smaller part characters. So we got the summary. Uh, <laughs> it sort of ends in a weird place because the final sentence of it is when a monster starts attacking people, Buffy discovers that Jonathan changed the world, comma, so he would always be fantastic, comma, but it came at a price, comma, which included the monster being born. Full stop. Huh? So it doesn't really, like... It doesn't capture any of the resolution of things, or the Buffy Rifi stuff that's going on. No, it or it leaves a vast majority of things out. Because usually these are summaries, and usually these are actually focused on the end of the anyway. Usually, it, yeah, we blow past most, most of what of happened, it. and then we get to here's the end of the episode. Right, in case you've forgotten about that. So that's good times. Fun fact, the opening credits are changed for this episode to, sh to show Jonathan's heroic acts. Mm -hmm. Overall, what do you think he gave it? Nine. Eight out of ten, which in my ratings book is awesome. So there you have it. <laughs> now, a couple things to discuss. In, a, in an episode that is flush with choice, oh. what is the best outfit? Oh, no, no. It's, there's only one choice. Because, like, think about it. She was wearing that leopard print coat over all over, those bracelets. Over the bracelets, over the yeah. <laughs> translucent yellow shirt, yeah. over the yeah. red tank top. It's just it's gorgeous. It's it. a multifaceted outfit. And I can't help but pick the cat prints because I just know that they bring you <laughs> such anger. And mm. <laughs> it just don't look flattering on anyone. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good choice. And as for the winner of the episode not jonathan it's not jonathan by a long shot no for most of it it is he's yeah. so cool oh god he's so cool through all of it he always has the perfect quip oh you know he's got it right in his back pocket he knows the exact thing to say to everyone yes he's so compassionate and amazing he's so good at playing that trumpet yes because xander doesn't win he loses the only light he had in his life <laughs> uh buffy uh, like sort of. Buffy and Riley, Buffy and Riley come out yeah. better than they went in. Because, yeah, they actually benefit tangibly from this alternate reality wacky magic fun times. I would make an argument for Tara. She has squirreled <laughs> her way. Just under the radar. <laughs> Into the gang. <laughs> without even having to address any of the things that, that have been keeping her out of the gang for 
what six episodes now this is willow's friend who's gonna hang out with us now yeah i could go for a tarot willow's magic friend (laughs) craziness absolute craziness like it's just she's just there oh yeah oh tara's here now and we're all just accepting it as if it's normal hmm yeah so i i think tara wins yeah yeah (laughs) and what do we have coming up next episode i'm so sorry oh no is this the house sex where the wild things are Oh, God. Uh-huh, it sure is. What's the average rating for that episode on IMDb? 6.3. 6.3! Can I... I'm going to read you the um, IMDb... Synopsis? It's, it's, oh, please do. It's disgusting. I hate it. Because that's exactly where they are in their relationship, where they're not talking. They're just boarding the Bone Town Express. This puts it in a bit nicer light than that. Buffy and Riley's passionate lovemaking energizes supernatural elements inside a frat house. (laughs) If Teeks loves this episode and it's one of his favorite episodes, I'm going to be so mad. I'm still pretty curious why people dis... Because, okay, Superstar is 7.1. Like, that is not very good. No! So, there's, I'm on the IMDb page for it. There's somebody who's given it a 6. Mm-hmm. And their problem with it is this episode presents a good idea, but the beginning is quite confused. Right. Jonathan appears without previous introduction, giving the sensation that something is missing. But I don't think that's a failing of the episode. No, that you're thrown into it being like, oh... What's happening? Who are they going to see? And then it's Jonathan, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Well, and actually, all of these are 8, 8, 8, 10. Yeah, all of the written reviews are pretty high for it. And mm-hmm. then I guess a bunch of people don't like it, but aren't willing to share what they don't like about it. Anyway, so, great fucking yeah. episode. It's so fun. And then next time, I will drink to forget. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be and that's like, oh, it's so deep. Ep- episode 18, 18, you know? <laughs> like when they should really be doing plot relevant stuff. I mean, I always say this. There's always deep stuff that is like completely useless to the season. Because you can't have every episode yeah, you be really plot can't. relevant. You're going like, to run out of plot. Once you get to the last four episodes, then three of those four will definitely be of the arc. Yeah. And one of them is usually like a little bit of a thing to spice it up. Just bottle episode to save some money. 22 is a lot of episodes. Yeah. Like, the way that they do things now where, you know, it's like a 10-episode season. Yeah, every episode's going to be plot relevant. Right. Because you only have 10 fucking episodes to tell your story. But if you're trying to tell a larger story over a bunch of small stories across 22 episodes, yeah, there's going to be some Monsters of the Week in there. Or House Sex. Passionate lovemaking draws the <laughs> attention of Supernatural. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, that'll be... I knew you were going to really hate that description, because I sure did. That's disgusting. All right. Well, until then... Oh, I'm really not looking forward to that. Uh, We can always be reached by email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. What, on the Reddit? That's buffy.reddit.com. On the Facebook page, where you find all the pictures that we've been talking about, and... You can find Michaela and me on BurnNote, a time-limited texting app that is up and coming with teens as oh. of 2015. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about that sentence is such garbage. Welcome to the new year, Michaela. Oh, 2018. Man. I'm on there at Crash and Burn, Michaela. I'm on there at Burn After Reading. <laughs> and make sure to hashtag all of those notes. Welcome to the Hellmouth so you know. Okay. So we know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell from from the the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.